The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. We work hard at being healthier. And what we really need is better quality sleep. The new Sleep Number 360 smart bed intelligently senses your movements and automatically adjusts your comfort and support on both sides. This is not a bed. It's proven quality sleep. It's the biggest sale of the year where all beds are on sale. Save 50% on the new Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing only for a limited time. To find your local Sleep Number store, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Banner below at the bottom of your screen, the Chiefs just hopped up 17 spots in the first round. Giving up a first rounder next year, a third rounder tomorrow night. They still do have a third rounder in their pocket. The Andy Reid... The Sean Watson versus Pat Mahomes combination, which one is more likely? You know, we just had a really intriguing conversation at break because Andy Reid is kind of known that that West Coast system of his is very pragmatic and definitive, and he doesn't like a whole lot of drawing outside the lines. Now, the flip side is he did deal with Donovan McNabb, who was an explosive guy, DJ, and Mahomes has so much upside, it's a perfect position for either quarterback to sit behind Alex Smith. Let's hear who it is. With the 10th pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the Kansas City Chiefs select Patrick Mahomes, the second quarterback. It is Patrick Mahomes, the second, not to Sean Watson. That was the apple of the Reed Dorsey eye in Kansas City. That's the quarterback of the future that they're putting the eggs in the Mahomes basket yes, sir. in the heartland for the Chiefs. That cut from the NFL Network back in late April on the first night of the NFL Draft. The Chiefs selecting a quarterback in the first round for the first time since 1983. His name, of course, is Patrick Mahomes. He's who we'll be talking about today on the very first edition of the Arrowhead Pride podcast. Away we go. My name is Pete Sweeney, and this is the very first edition of the Arrowhead Pride podcast. First things first, I just want to go out and say I was overwhelmed by the amount of comments on my very first article with Arrowhead Pride and past week or so uh, working with 
Joel and talking with you guys a little bit on comments and on Twitter has been a lot of fun for me. Really enjoying my time here so far, and I want to thank the Arrowhead Priders for welcoming me with open arms. Now to the matter at hand. Patrick Mahomes. Now, I want to make what the Chiefs have said very clear. Alex Smith is a starter for 2017. I think by now, everyone knows that, right? I mean, we know that. We're not, we're not stupid. Uh, Alex Smith will be starting game one. That said, things in the National Football League have a way of changing depending on performance, depending on what happens with injuries, things like that. Patrick Mahomes is a rookie. A lot of people have said, analysts included, that he needs the years to sit. That hasn't stopped people like yourself, the Airhead Brighters on Twitter, on the comments, uh, from wondering whether or not Mahomes may start at some point this year. There was an NFL.com prediction a couple weeks ago that mentioned it. I know it was all over the 810s and the 610s. There was also a Peter King article, I believe, a month or two ago from MMQB. It's Monday Morning Quarterback, the SI um, website. He said that he expects Mahomes to potentially start some. So there is still that speculation out there. And with Mahomes being the hottest topic, uh, people are wondering, you know, when do we expect him to start in a Chiefs uniform? So why don't we explore that? To do so... I'm going to interview former Chiefs wide receiver Danon Hughes. We're going to talk to the bog father, uh, my new boss. He happens to wear sweatpants sometimes, some shorts. Uh, I mean, it is summertime. His name's Joel Thorman. And then for the first time, you're going to hear the first time, I actually speak on the phone with real Minnesota Chiefs fan regarding Mahomes, what he sees from him on film, and then get his take on when we expect to see Mahomes start in a Chiefs uniform. It should be a fun podcast. I know this is the most exciting player right now, especially with training camp really ramping up uh, this week and next week. So why don't we get into it? And again, we're going to start with former Chiefs wide receiver, Danon Hughes. Now joining us on the very first edition of the Arrowhead Pride podcast is former Chiefs wide receiver, my former partner on Chiefs Rewind, Danon Hughes. What's up, Danon? What's going on, man? So we're talking a little bit about Patrick Mahomes, and I want to dive back now to draft night. Me and you were both at the Chiefs facility on draft night, kind of anticipating who the Chiefs may select uh, that evening. And what was interesting, I think, is now you've been doing things with the Chiefs organization since they drafted you back in 1993. I've been only been working there for three years. There's not a lot of times we can say we celebrated a first together. But the Chiefs selected a quarterback for the first time since 1983 that night. So we were celebrating a selection of a quarterback together. Absolutely. It was a fun, exciting night. And if you rewind just about one year ago, it was kind of the exact opposite. I mean, that night they traded back into the second round, and we were around a lot of Chiefs fans, and people were a little bit discouraged and upset. It worked out well uh, with Chris Jones, but, yeah, it was definitely a turning of the tide and, and a lot of excitement that was, that was there in that facility and around the organization to, to uh, trade up and get a quarterback. Right. The night, the year before, there was nothing to celebrate, and then finally they have a quarterback. But, I mean, you felt it there. The people were excited when Mahomes was selected. Oh, absolutely. I think uh, this has been a dream, uh, uh, 
you know, a an aspiration for a lot of Chiefs fans over the years. I mean, you know, I remember Matt Blunden in 1992 was drafted, I believe, in the second or third round, and since then they hadn't had a quarterback uh, that they went after as early. And and like you said, back into the early 80s. Uh, and uh, so I think it was time, you know, every, pretty much every organization has gone through a revamping with a new quarterback, usually in the top 10 at some point besides, uh, I guess the new England Patriots. Uh, but yeah, it's, it, it was definitely, definitely overdue. And it's, it's about time that we have a, a quarterback, a franchise quarterback, even though it's going to be a little bit of time before he gets on the field that we can kind of latch onto. I was about to ask you about that. When you first saw the selection of a quarterback, how are you feeling um, at the moment? And then now moving as we get closer to training camp, how are you feeling now? Oh, the same. I, I think the excitement is there, if it's not, and if it's not going to be for this season. I mean, I think people have to get past the idea that uh, somehow, some way, Pat Mahomes is going to supplant Alex Smith as the quarterback this season. Uh, you know, we've seen that happen, obviously, across the NFL. The fir- first person that comes to mind for me is Russell Wilson uh, going to Seattle in the third round and, you know, coming out of training camp as the number one starter, even after they got signed a lot of money or got a- gave a lot of money to get a quarterback at- away from the Packers. So uh, I don't think that's going to happen here. I think it's a perfect situation. You have an offensive guru and Andy Reid. Uh, who knows how to nurture and bring along quarterbacks, and you have the luxury of having a quarterback that doesn't have to be thrown to the wolves right away. He doesn't have to be thrown in the fire, and he can learn from Alex Smith, and and he seems like a sharp young man, and uh, I think the excitement is just going to continue to grow over the next year. Now the last quarterback, Andy Reid, of course, drafted so high in the first round was Donovan McNabb. He's drawn comparisons to Donovan McNabb. He's drawn comparisons to Brett Favre. I think that's a little far-fetched for a rookie. I mean, those are two of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play this game. When you watch him on film, who do you see over the years that maybe he's similar to? Who? that's a great question. You know what, I do see a little bit of both of those guys. Uh, and, and, and before I even get into comparisons, you know, you, see, uh, you can see glimpses. Uh, you know, what you see in, in Green Bay. You can see glimpses of a Matt Stafford as well in, in Detroit. To me, the, the best thing about Patrick Mahomes is that he's different than what the Chiefs have had. And I tried to kind of scroll through my, my brain of the history of the Kansas City Chiefs quarterbacks. And with his ability, his willingness to throw the ball all over the field, I can't think of a quarterback – that comes close to his ability or at least his mindset going back to Len Dawson. I mean, this, that's how special this kid is. And there, let's face it, there are going to be times on Monday mornings where we're going to be pulling our hair out wondering what in the world was he thinking throwing that ball. And then there's going to be many more Mondays where we're going to think, wow, that was an amazing throw. I can't believe he made that play. And that's what you get with those kind of quarterbacks when you talk about Brett Favre and Stafford and all those guys. So uh, I think he's a unique talent, uh, but definitely something that has not been around Kansas City and as far as I can remember. Yeah, similar to a sense of Phillip Rivers or Drew Brees. You know, sometimes you get the five touchdown games, other times you get the four pick one touchdown games. 
Exactly. And I, I, I think this is a huge step for Kansas City because whether they try to or not, they've gotten quarterbacks that have fit the same mold and then they've asked to do the same things. And they've gotten pretty much the same results. Some really good quarterbacks. Trent Green was a really good quarterback. There's some, some other guys that were questionable. Uh, and now they have a guy that in 2018, 2019, will start his career and move us towards something that these fans have never experienced. But I think it's necessary in order to get to the ultimate goal, which is the Super Bowl. And it's awesome to see finally in Kansas City. Now, Dana, I just want to shift gears here. And, and you talked about it a little bit, but I want to pin this down because this is what this podcast is about. A lot of people have been asking on Twitter. The discussions are there. When will we see Patty Mahomes start in a Chiefs uniform? And, and that's kind of what this podcast is about. When can we see it? So what I want to ask you is, I know that you obviously think he won't start this year, which I would happen to agree with. I'll talk a little bit more about that towards the end of this podcast, my feelings on the issue. But what do you feel is the earliest he starts? I think the earliest is next year. Um, I don't see why you would, especially in this day and age, uh, do you need a guy to sit more than a year? If you're really coaching him up, if he's really got the talent that everyone believes he does, is it absolutely necessary that he sits more than one full season to go through a full off season, to go through a full training camp, uh, uh, to go through actually two training camps at that point, a full season, hopefully a playoff run, and behind a quarterback that's one of the smarter uh, playmakers in the game, a safe guy that's not going to lose you many games, uh, and learn from that, to me, it's only right that you expect him to jump into the fray next year. And and if it's not next year, I think we all know that we trust Andy Reid enough to know the capabilities of his players. And with Alex Smith and his, his uh, contract and what he's due, you know, it may take another year after that. So uh, I think what, what we're going to look for is progression, and we're going to look for opportunities that he takes advantage of in the preseason that's when we're going to see the most from him and then we just got to trust Andy Reid to to know when he's going to throw him into the fire and that he's going to be ready to take us to the next level so 2018 you think at the earliest and here's where the question I'm going to I'm going to pose to you differs a little bit this one's a little different what do you predict when when do you predict we see Patrick Mahomes uh well we'll see him in the preseason obviously this year uh, he'll be going, I'm sure, probably the latter part of games. Uh, I can't imagine him being elevated to the number two quarterback because at that point you're one, <laughs> you're one play away from getting on the field. That's right. And although that might be exciting, I don't think it's absolutely necessary at this point uh, unless you just see Tyler Bray not be able to fulfill that backup duty. Um, so next year, 2018, uh, I can envision – opening home at Arrowhead, home game at Arrowhead, and Patrick Mahomes be announced as the starter that week. That would be an outstanding way way to to start his career as a Kansas City Chiefs quarterback is to come out on the Arrowhead turf and lead this team. All right, Danon, well, thank you for your thoughts, and thank you for joining us on the very first edition of the Arrowhead Pride podcast. No problem, man. Thank you.
So that was former Chiefs wide receiver Danon Hughes predicting that Patrick Mahomes would start Game 1 of 2018. But I do need to go back to that comparisons part of the segment with Danon. I've heard Patrick Mahomes compared to Brett Favre. I've heard Patrick Mahomes compared to Donovan McNabb. That's what I told him. I have never heard anyone before Danon on this podcast compare Mahomes to the likes of Len Dawson. Dawson, of course, is the first and the last Chiefs quarterback to deliver a Super Bowl to the Kansas City Chiefs back in 1969. So if Mahomes could reach that level, I think Chiefs fans are going to be plenty pleased with his career. Right now, I'm going to go to our interview with the blog father, Joel Thorman, to get his thoughts on the matter. Now joining me is really... I call him the king of Arrowhead Pride, Joel Thorman. Uh, Joel, I I knew from a video that I saw that you were pretty excited about the drafting of Patrick Mahomes on draft night. Absolutely, Pete. Are you kidding me? Um, I was very excited. Um, SB Nation did a live draft show in New York, and so I was up there for that. And, you know, I'm kind of at my computer following things. uh, And I really wasn't paying attention to the TV when the 10th pick came on, uh, you know, because the Chiefs were so far down. So, Someone came in and said, Joel, we need you uh, to go on to our live show because the Chiefs were trading up. Uh, so that's actually how I first found out about it. Uh, I saw that there was some sort of embrace. Yes, John Boyce, another SB Nation writer, a fellow Kansas Cityan and Chiefs fan, uh, was there on set with me, and it was impromptu, and we jumped up and hugged each other, uh, which I felt was totally appropriate given the time. Um <laughs> You know, it had, it had been a minute since we had uh, some good quarterback news in KC. Right, first time since 1983. I mean, really, when it comes to you, I, I sort of look at you as a guy who really has uh, a great pulse of the fan base. So it was just all excitement in late April. Where do you think that stands now when it comes to Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, I feel like it's, I mean, it's even back then it felt maybe more subdued than I thought it would be because Andy Reid immediately came out and was like, Alex is our guy, Mahomes is going to sit. Um, so that took kind of some of the steam out of it a little bit. Uh, I don't think there are, there's anybody really that's expecting Mahomes to start, barring an injury. Um, so it's kind of, it's, I don't know, it's not what I expected. I thought Chiefs fans would you know, be going crazy about uh, you know, getting your rookie quarterback in, but I don't think we're going to have that for a little while. Yeah, and that's kind of what we're going at after this podcast because there have been reports, um, you know, an NFL.com writer said that uh, he he may believe uh, Patrick Mahomes could start. Peter King, out of nowhere, said that uh, Patrick Mahomes could start some. So you obviously, you you know, you, you believe what Andy Reid is saying. You, you're, you're, you're buying into the no Mahomes in 2017. So with that being said, when do you predict to see Patrick Mahomes uh, start for the Chiefs? I mean, 2018, a lot of this comes down to the cap. You save, what, almost $20 million or something uh, by cutting Alex Smith in 2018. Then you replace him with Mahomes, who's going to have a you know, cap hit of a few million dollars. Uh, so to me, that makes this decision um, you know, easier than maybe it would, no, would normally be. Um, so I think 2018, he's your guy, and that's, you know, that's, that's how the Chiefs will prepare for it. Uh, you know, I think where it gets interesting is if Alex takes the Chiefs on a playoff run this year. You know, it's tough to cut that quarterback the next year and then go with an unproven rookie if you made, you know, say the AFC championship game. Um, so I think there are there are a ton of factors um, that come into play when you're when you're when you're talking about when he's going to start. What if Alex gets 
hurt in, you know, week six and is going to be out for a month? Do you put Bray in there? You know, if you're if you're in contention, or do you just flip the switch and say let's just roll with Mahomes right now? Which Pete will start the catchphrase rolling with Mahomes. So <laughs> that, that's really what I'm looking for. That'll, def- that'll definitely catch on. I feel like with the Arrowhead Priders, but uh, you mentioned an interesting point, and it was funny to me because Danon kind of assumes that Bray's going to be the backup too. Do you think there's a chance we see Mahomes as the backup in 2017, if not at the beginning of the season in the I, middle at some point? You know, I still kind of lean towards Bray being the backup. Um, you know, and the Chiefs just treating this as a true redshirt year, making Mahomes the number three, um, you know, and it's, and it's Alex and Bray. I mean, that's kind of the way I'm leaning to right now. Um, you know, but we also have like an entire training camp to go. So I think like over the three weeks, Mahomes looks great. Uh, you know, steps in front of Bray. I mean, I think that's possible too. Uh, I think the Chiefs just have like one more year um, left on Bray's contract, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but you know, they've they've invested four years into him. Um, so I think they want to find out what they've got in Bray as well. I I think what's pretty noble that I've seen of Andy Reid too. Uh, and this is something I actually really started noticing when um, there was actually a center battle uh, with Eric Cush and Mitch Morse. Uh, yeah. You know, Eric Cush did get an opportunity, at least at the beginning of training camp that year, to to take the spot just because I think he, he earned that. So I don't think you're going to see Mahomes at not taking second team reps until, you know, Bray really fails at training camp. Would you tend to agree with that that notion? Yeah, that's actually that's actually a good uh, a good comparison. I know center and quarterback are clearly very two different. totally different positions. But right. yeah, I do remember that, and I think he does defer to the veterans or the guys who have been there longer. Um, you know, but I just keep coming back to the point that the Chiefs have you know have have had Bray here for four plus years. They've chosen to extend him once or twice. Um, so you know, it's just it's tough for me to see them uh, cutting that guy. Um, after all this. Now, you're a guy who's well-connected. I do want to get back to Mahomes since kind of, you know, that's what we're really talking about on the podcast. Uh, what are some things that you've maybe heard through the grapevine um, that the Chiefs really like about Mahomes uh, that propel them to make him the, uh, you know, quote-unquote unofficial official quarterback of the future? And, you know, what we're thinking and we're kind of starting to agree with is maybe in 2018. Obviously, the arm publicly that's everybody talks about uh, Mahomes' big arm. Um, and I think that is kind of the most interesting part of them at this point, since the, you know, it's kind of the opposite of Alex Smith, uh, you know, and, and I think people are looking at, um, you know, they've got Mahomes, a young guy, Tyreek Hill in his second year. Could this be kind of the start of a beautiful friendship over the next decade? Um, you know, that's, that's something I think the chiefs are thinking about, uh, you know, and, and another thing, is that he's from a, you know, his, his dad was a professional athlete. Like, I think there's something to that. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've heard the Chiefs mention that a few times. Uh, you know, I, I, I guess baseball. I'd rather have my, you know, my quarterback's dad be a pro athlete than not be a pro athlete, <laughs> I right. guess is one way I can put it. But, um, you know, I kind of like having those, having those good genes. Uh, but still, you know, a lot of this is still pretty early, um, obviously. Uh, you know, I kind of go back to like what we thought of some players, 
you know, in their first few months versus what they turned out to be, you know, a couple of years later. So I think there's obviously a ton of development and transformation that's, that's going to take uh, place, especially this first year. Yeah, you've seen that even with Eric Fisher and the D Fords of the world. And, you know, like the other thing about Mahomes, it's also possible that, like, the season's going to start in September and we're just not going to hear or talk about Mahomes until the offseason. Absolutely. Because if he's the number three quarterback, you know, I'm going back to those years. I can't even remember who the Chiefs' number three quarterback was last year. Maybe it was Bray. Um, and, right, uh, Nick you know, you just yeah, never Nick hear Foles from those Bray. guys. So I think we also have to be prepared that from September to, you know, March, we may not hear anything about Mahomes. And that'll be interesting, too, because, you know, I, I just I'm interested in seeing how this year goes. I mean, because if the Chiefs get off to a hot start, you know, there's not going to be any worries about that. But I'm just interested interested in maybe a two and three, you know, or one and four out, out of nowhere, you know, which is possible with this team. I mean, USA Today came out the other day and was eight and eight. Um, last last question as we kind of just um, try to answer this question. How bad would the Chiefs' record have to be before a Bray or a Mahomes comes in? Because I think back to that one and five start, Alex probably has yeah, a very, exactly. very long, long leash, right? Yeah, no, that's that's I, I thought exactly to the one and five start too. Um, worse than one and five, I'd say. <laughs> Let's say one and six, one and seven. <laughs> um, you know, I I think that would do it. Uh, you know, there, there's some. I don't know. Like, I feel like the Chiefs have. Like, on the one hand, they're trying to kind of hold some of these older veterans together and make more one more run at it. Yep. But then, on the other hand, you look at the roster, and they're really young and, like, a ton of key spots. So it's not like, you know, that's, that's not, you know, totally accurate. But I just kind of wonder about some of the, you know, the, what, what the shape of the team would be like if, you know, they, they did start out 2-8 and eight and, you know, the season was over, especially for a guy like Tomba or DJ, you know, who won it so bad. Yeah, Tamba has made that abundantly clear over the past few days that, you know, he really wants to be a part of something here. And, uh, you know, this is a team, too, that could, could, could be anywhere from, you know, a 7-9 and nine to maybe an 11-5 and five again. So it should be an interesting year. Uh, we both agree. Yeah, the, the, the 12 wins last year, they were like three plays from being 15-1 and one and four plays from being 8-8. Eight and eight. I know that's like somewhat cliche, like NFL, but that was so true with the Chiefs last year. There were like so many singular plays that completely changed the game. Anyway. That's why they call it a game of inches, Joel. Nice. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, I know you'll be rolling with your homies. Uh, We appreciate you coming on. This is uh, the very first edition of the Arrowhead Pride podcast. Yes, and also make sure everyone's checking out Pete on the Arrowhead Pride Instagram page. which is awesome right now. It's nice having, nice having you around, Pete, and I'm looking forward to the podcast down the road. So that was Joel Thorman with his takes on Patrick Mahomes, and you heard him before he hung up the phone. Plug in the Instagram. If you haven't followed us on Instagram yet, it's very simple. Open up the app, you type in Arrowhead Bride, and then you hit follow. It's super easy. I am running the account. I'm putting up the posts. I'm trying to have some fun with it. And it's going to be a good account. We'll have news up there. We'll have some funny images as things happen with the Chiefs. There'll be an Instagram post. It's very simple. It's really awesome. Follow it right now. Now, I want to get to Seth Kaiser, real Minnesota Chiefs fan, the, the film junkie. Let's hear what he has to say about Patrick Mahomes, A, on film, and B, when is he going to start? Now joining us on the Arrowhead Pride podcast is real Minnesota Chiefs fan, Seth. Seth, you're verified now. Are you sure you can you can talk to us on this podcast? I always promised myself I'd remember the little people, Pete. 
So, you know, I, now that I'm big time, I'm going to try to still, you know, occasionally do stuff like this. Oh, how so kind. So kind of you. I, <laughs> I, I do want to get into a little bit about Patrick Mahomes. I know that I uh, let you know what, we, we, what we'd be talking about today. And, you know, you're a passionate Chiefs fan. I think everyone knows yeah. that from your now verified tweets. You're a passionate <laughs> Chiefs fan. What were you thinking when Mahomes was drafted? I was completely psyched. Um, my, my sons and I all cheered. I actually, about a week before the draft, I wrote an article entitled What I Would Do If I Were John Dorsey. And what I wrote was I would trade up in the first round to draft Patrick Mahomes. And so, you know, you know how it is as a fan. It's so rare that your team does exactly what you want them to do. And the last time I remember the Chiefs doing exactly what I wanted them to do was when they drafted DJ. And so a long time ago, it was it was a great feeling. So excited. Now, when you decided that Mahomes is the person that you wanted to, I'd imagine you'd seen film on him. What did you see that you liked? Right. Well, in order to make the determination on him, I did what I did with all the other quarterbacks. I reviewed five or six of his games, tracked every drop back using draft breakdown. Charted accurate versus inaccurate throws, pocket presence, that kind of thing. What I really like about Mahomes, before you start with anything else, is his pocket presence. He had a terrible line, especially in 2016, and he was consistently able to navigate the pocket as well as navigate outside the pocket and keep himself clean despite bad protection. And that is an incredibly rare skill. Even most pro quarterbacks are not very good at that. Um, it happens to be, in my opinion, one of Alex Smith's weaknesses, despite some other strengths he has. So that was the first thing. And the second thing, I loved his ability to go through progressions post-snap, which is related to pocket presence, right? Right. And he would just, you would see him go through reads, one, two, three, four. So those two things were what I fell in love with. You know, everyone thinks it's because you know, he's got a cannon of an arm. Honestly, for me, that was just the bonus. Right. I love his pocket presence and his ability to grow through progressions. So you're saying, you know, there's a lot of cannons in the NFL. We see a lot of, I mean, there's a cannon on the Chiefs and Tyler Bray. And, you know, obviously Absolutely. there's some things that don't make him a starter, but it's the little things. Yes. And I, I, when I look at quarterbacks, the most important things for me are pocket presence, accuracy, and the ability to go through progressions. Because I can't really chart someone's pre-snap reads on right. paper, right? Correct, That's not correct. something you can tell very much. Right. And so those are the three things I really look for. And, you know, when we're talking about accuracy, you know, people talk about Mahomes' footwork a lot. I charted accurate versus inaccurate throws. And other than Deshaun Watson, he was the most accurate quarterback I charted. And so I liked that about him, too, is that despite the fact that he had a cannon, despite the fact that he made a ton of difficult throws, because he had to in that offense and with that defense, he was still accurate the vast majority of the time. And so he really checked all the boxes for me. Right. And, and it's interesting you mentioned Deshaun Watson because the Chiefs have like this little rivalry with the Texans nowadays just because of the playoffs and the J.J. Watt-Fisher thing. Uh, now you have Watson on the Texans, uh, you have Mahomes on the Chiefs, and you look at how the media and fans treat Eli, Big Ben, and Phillip Rivers. It's going to be the same type of deal for these two guys, I think. You know, I think so, especially because the Chiefs could have drafted him and didn't. Correct. You know, that's what you're that's what you're going to end up with when you've got a guy where, you know, no one really knew who they were going to take. When they traded up, I really thought to myself, they're going to take Watson because of the Alex Smith comparisons. I think that's the kind of guy they want. And so I think you're always going to have that, especially like you said, 
there's kind of this budding rivalry between the Texans and the Chiefs, especially their fans. It seems like that more so than the players. Correct, but yeah. there is no love lost between Battle Red Blog and Arrowhead Pride users. There's been a lot of back and forth there. Look at you so plugging the, compared, what, you are you are a company man. Seth, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> say, plug in, plug in the other blog. Good for you. Um, I do uh, yeah. want to get into the topic at hand today, and we're just talking about when we foresee Patrick Mahomes getting his first start in a Chiefs uniform. How do you feel on the subject? I think the most likely scenario by far is that he starts Game One, 2018. Um. However, one area where I differ from most people right. is I, mean, we were on, I I'm sorry, don't think... Not to cut you off, but we were on Twitter the yeah. other day, and I had brought this up, and I, and I had a similar, um, a similar take on the matter, and you said you know, that you differ from most people in a little bit um, on this matter, so I, I, I'm interested, you know, so go ahead. Right. Well, the way I differ is, is kind of twofold. One, I don't think there's almost any shot that Mahomes doesn't start next year, barring some kind of cataclysmic meltdown by him to where he's just not at all what Reed thought and he's just awful. Or Alex Smith puts together a career year, like we're talking, you know, the year after the Packers drafted Rodgers and Favre suddenly had the best year that he'd had in a decade, something like that. Like we're talking top five, six quarterback. Outside of those, there's no way. Mahomes isn't starting. So that, because you hear a lot of people say, oh, and maybe you need to sit two years. I don't believe that at all. And there's 17 million reasons why I don't believe that. The other thing is I think there's probably a 10 to 15% chance, and this is just me, that we see Mahomes start this year. And not because of injury, but because he beats out Alex Smith. And I like Alex Smith, but I'm that confident in what I saw in Mahomes and in Andy Reid to design an offense around a rookie. Even if Smith isn't playing the best and hasn't isn't having the best year i mean do you see an eight and two switch or do you we are with with that prediction does the record have to go along with that i i don't think that reed is the type of coach that would make a mid-year switch if the team is playing well right um you know there's some precedent for him replacing a quarterback during the middle of the year but that was not during a very good year with the peterson McNabb stuff so I would just say if, if he's not starting game one, I think it'll take Alex playing poorly and or the team really not doing well. But, yeah, if, there's, if, they're, you know, if they're eight and two and Alex has kind of been the exact same guy that he's been, I think they'll ride it out. The, the thing for me will be what does he do in training camp, what does he do in preseason, and how does Andy Reid feel he's developed mentally with regards to what percentage of the offense can he run? Now, I'm just going to throw one more scenario at you and just to see what you think, just because I, I love that your take is a little bit different than what it seems like a lot of people are feeling on this, this issue. You know, what if Alex has a good year, not a great year, the Chiefs get to the AFC title game, maybe the Super Bowl, but they end up losing. Do you think, do you write Alex Smith off from there as well? I do, barring, again, Patrick Mahomes not being what they thought. And the reason for that is I don't associate team success with quarterback play. And obviously the two are correlated, but there's not necessarily causation there. So just because the team is successful doesn't mean Alex's unique strengths and weaknesses might play a factor in them ultimately losing out. And, again, I like Alex Smith. I've been defending Alex Smith for years. And now it's kind of funny because I find myself on kind of the other side of things. Right. But if, if Mahomes is developed – 
to where to where they think he will be, unless Alex is absolutely unbelievably lights out better than he's ever been. I don't think there's even a question. And again, there's 17 million reasons why. If you think Mahomes can be decent, which is what Alex Smith is, you can save 17 million dollars against the cap. Right. And you do that every time. That is a that is an that is an all pro player or several very good players. Right. And and as we have seen this year, that cap space is a very important thing to keep. Yes, yes it is, because you end up cutting guys who, you know, regardless of what people want to say about Jeremy Macklin's production last year, right. you watch the film, he was getting open, and they had to cut him. And that's unfortunate. You don't want that. I've, I've said, you know, some people have asked me, I'm predicting a very angry 1,000 yards as a Baltimore Raven. I think so, too. I, I think he's going to do very well. I really wish that would have gone down differently because I think his leadership will be missed and his ability on the field will be missed. All right. Well, Seth, I mean, you know, as much as I'd like to talk about Macklin, this is a Mahomes podcast, but uh, I do want to thank you (laughs) (laughs) for joining us, uh, you know, giving us some time, Mr. Verification, uh, to uh, hear your thoughts on the matter. Um, We'll be talking a little bit. (laughs) We'll be talking a little bit more soon. And as the weeks go on, as we roll into the season. That sounds great. I really look forward to it. All right, Seth. So there you have it. Three different takes on when we can expect to see Patrick Mahomes getting his first start in a Kansas City Chiefs uniform. Dane suggested 2018. Joel seemed to agree. Seth also agreed, but did leave some room for 2017. Now here are my thoughts. I expect Patrick Mahomes to get consideration in 2018. Unlike Seth, I feel that how the team does this year has a lot to do with whether or not Alex Smith is still here next year. Seth made the point. The Chiefs can save $17 million in 2018 by cutting Alex Smith. That is a lot of money. So what does Alex Smith have to do to keep that starting job? I don't know if it's a simple answer, but play well, definitely, And I really, really think you need to get to the AFC title game. You've now had back-to-back years of losing in a division round. And every year, you at least have to take that next step to a championship. Otherwise, you give reason for change. If Alex Smith can prove to the Chiefs and this organization and this fan base that he can bring the team to the next level, I think he keeps his job. And maybe Mahomes sits another year. But here's the thing you got to remember also at the end of the day. A team doesn't trade their future like that to move up to number 10 and draft a player to sit. I'm going to close this podcast by reading a quote from new Chiefs general manager Brett Veach in his opening press conference. Anytime you make a move that bold, you're going to move up from 27 to 10, giving up a third rounder and first rounder. Obviously, everyone is on board, from Mr. Hunt to Coach Reed to our personnel staff. If you're asking me personally what I thought of Patrick Mahomes, yeah. I thought he was the best quarterback in the draft. Absolutely. There was no doubt in my mind that was the right decision. This has been the Arrowhead Pride Podcast. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation. And I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. 
those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. (laughs) 